1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Kansas City is Nick Bolton. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Welcome back into the show. My name is Karen Harrison. I appreciate you guys listening and making me a part of your day. Let's head to the phone lines right now. I'll be joined by a dear friend of mine who got a pretty tremendous honor. I'll tell you about that here coming up in a bit. But let's head to the phone lines right now. I'll be joined by Danny Parkins of 6'7", the score in Chicago. He also is the co-host of First and Pod, just a podcast with two guys talking about ball. That's not his name on this show, though. Park Park, what's good?
3: Oh, good afternoon, number 3. This is number 2 speaking. How are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I had the mid-market. So that's basically you were in the big leagues and I'm I'm out here playing Triple A baseball.
3: Yeah, but you know what I got to say? It's it's kind of BS because I don't I don't like how they do it. Like San Diego is considered major market. That's ridiculous. Like yes, it's a more populated city than Kansas City but no one would say hosting afternoons in San Diego is a better job than hosting afternoons in Kansas city. You've got more pro sports teams or than San Diego, you have more pro sports teams. You got more passionate college fans. You have some of the best fans in the country period, as evidenced by the TV rankings for everything from college football to the Olympics, to the world cup, to of course, MLB and NFL, Like Kansas city for sports talk uh, and I would say the same thing about our buddy Andrew Filippone in Pittsburgh. KC and Pittsburgh are top 15 cities in the country to do this job uh, that we do it in. So I think it's kind of ridiculous how Barrett Sports Media ranks that stuff. But obviously both uh, both were very kind to us. So, you know, we'll, t- we'll take the plaudits. Unfortunately, it comes with exactly zero more dollars in our contract.
2: Danny, let's start with this because I think you would love this Super Bowl week. A lot of the conversation circling around Kansas City, is right up your wheelhouse. It is big-picture legacy. What does this mean for Andy Reid? What does this mean for Patrick Mahomes? What does this mean for Travis Kelsey? I mean, all of the Kansas City storylines are right in the Danny Parkins wheelhouse.
3: They are, and my answer might surprise you here slightly. I'm here for it on the Andy Reid stuff. I'm here for it on the Kelsey stuff, and the Mahomes piece of it really bothers me. He's 28 years old. He would. He needs to play 15 more seasons to retire younger than Tom Brady retired. So it's just, like, Kelsey, it might be his last. Reed, it might be his last. There's no shot in hell that it's Mahomes' last. Even if he somehow has a merino esque rest of his career and doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, the guy's going to throw for 40,000 more yards in his career so if you want to do the like on pace stuff best qb ever under 30 best start to a career best six season run in nfl history is this a dynasty i'm here for all of it but the mahomes v brady stuff is just silly and i don't like it and i think it's way too premature and unfair and our guy his darkness does its fantastic Chiefs pod with our guy Ryan Hall, um, a- Amateur Hour. He's like, I don't want your corny NBA rings culture stuff to come into our NFL discourse. And he's right. It's a team sport. And it's affected by coaching and conference and luck and single elimination and all of those things. So I don't like it. I don't I Mahomes absolutely could be regarded as the greatest of all time if he finishes with 5 rings and Brady finishes with 7, if he destroys him in all of the statistical things and the percentage things and the per game things and then our eye test which has to be a factor in it. So, I just I find it to be a little lazy uh to so every time Mahomes makes a run, we have to compare him to Tom Brady even though he's 15 years younger. I mean, I just I don't know, that part really bothers me.
2: Let's move to the other side and talk about the quarterback of San Francisco. The point that I've made this week is usually if it is a low round or undrafted player, there is this Cinderella underdog sort of groundswell around that player. It doesn't feel like Brock Purdy has been afforded that. I mean, if you look at the history of it, there has been no fifth round pick that has won a Super Bowl. The only sixth round pick has been Tom Brady. No seventh round pick and the only undrafted player to win a Super Bowl is Kurt Warner. Usually if a player at his age and where he was selected is having the success, I feel like it's much more of the underdog. Everybody is pushing their momentum around him and sort of a hope factor to it. I don't really get that sense with Purdy, and he feels like he's one of the more scrutinized players in the league.
3: Uh, He is one of the most scrutinized players in the league. I think that of all of the crazy things about Brock Purdy – him being sucked into the vortex of the sports-take industrial complex has to be one of the most surprising things in the history of sports. But I also think if he was the third pick of the seventh round, it would be a little bit different. But he was Mr. Irrelevant. So there is a, there's a cachet that comes with that and an intrigue that comes with that that adds to it. And the other part of it is he was the favorite to be the MVP of the week in week fifteen. So, that part is what I think is a little crazy to so many of us. It's like, okay, wait a minute. He is good, and it is an incredible story, but it is a testament to McCaffrey and Trent Williams and Kittle and I.U.K. and Shanahan and John Lynch. And it, it's a testament to a lot of things because we've also seen them win double digit games and make a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, who, when he leaves there, is not good. So, There's a lot of things that point to him being a product of the environment and not the thing that makes the environment better for all those other names that I just mentioned. But so many people were willing to say that he was the best player in football after 85% of the season had been completed, which is patently ridiculous. So I think that once you get extreme reaction in that direction – it then leads to extreme reaction in the other direction, as opposed to, damn, Purdy, nice story, good player, way better than most of us gave him credit for. Let's see what happens. Because I do think that there's a little bit of clock striking midnight potential here if he has a game like he did against Baltimore, where he threw four picks in the Super Bowl. So. I don't think that this story is close to being over, and I know everybody says he's definitely going to be the Niners' unquestioned quarterback next year. Okay. Okay. Let him play like he did against Cleveland this year, or let him play like he did against Baltimore, against the Chiefs defense the checks note, second in the NFL between Cleveland and Baltimore on the season. Have him do it in front of 100 million people for the team that brought in Sam Darnold, for the t- team that traded up for Trey Lance, the team that calls 46-year-old Tom Brady to see if he wanted to come out of retirement. And you tell me that Brock Purdy definitely has that job next year if he goes out and throws a trifecta of interceptions at the Super Bowl.
2: Right now we're talking to Danny Parkins of 6'7", the score in Chicago. Danny, I'm picking Kansas City to win this game 23-17. I haven't gotten your official prediction. It doesn't sound like you have a lot of confidence in Brock Purdy against this Kansas City defense to play well and win this game.
3: I am picking the Chiefs. I feel terrible about picking the Ravens. Uh, last week, it was so stupid uh, because I know how to do this job. As evidenced by being the second-best afternoon show in major markets in the country. Uh, but before the season, I picked the Chiefs and the Lions, and then they were both in the respective championship games. And I was like, you know who's going to win? The Ravens and the Niners. What a stupid thing to say. It's like, I had never done this before. So I really felt stupid about doing that. And I do think that the Niners' defense is a lot of sizzle and not much steak. Bosa is spectacular. Ward is very good. Obviously, Chiefs fans know him well. Uh, Hufanga is great. He's going to have an amazing career. Obviously, it's unfortunate what happened. They've invested a ton in Hargrave and Armstead and Chase Young. Fred Warner is still spectacular. We know all the names, but they have not played well for a while now. And the Lions ran on him. The Packers ran on him. The Chiefs seem committed to running the ball more consistently with Pacheco. And it figured out that that's going to be the compliment to Patrick Mahomes. So I think the Chiefs are actually going to control this game and most likely not drop the interceptions that the Packers drop. And then Purdy's going to turn it over a few times, and the Chiefs will win by double digits.
2: You certainly have tracked this for a lot longer than I have, but it's really surprising to me to see that San Francisco is the favorite in this game. Like, if I am just looking at it, trying to be as neutral as I can, one team has the clear quarterback advantage. One team has the coaching advantage. One team's defense is better than the other. I would say that today, one team is playing better than the other team. That it feels like that this line is more predicated on what San Francisco was in Week 7 and Weeks 8 versus what they're going to be heading into Sunday's game. It is surprising to me that Kansas City, this defense, this coach, and this quarterback, that they're underdogs heading into a Super Bowl.
3: I I agree with you. It They are close enough that it shouldn't be three either way. And one team being favored by one or two is not that different than another team being favored by one or two. Three is really the key number there. So, I agree. I think it's a little surprising. I think it's just that the Niners have been rated where they've been uh, by the formulas, basically, that spit out these numbers for so long. Um, And the other thing is, listen, the Niners' skill position talent is spectacular. And McCaffrey is a touchdown machine. And the Chiefs, you go through it and you say, okay, they won a game against Miami with a bunch of backup defenders, when it was Antarctica that's kind of a weird game then you beat Buffalo in a game where their kicker missed the kick I think Mahomes would have went down the field but you know Buffalo had some self-inflicted wounds in that spot also obviously a ton of injuries on their defense Chiefs get two turnovers in the end zone against the Ravens and still could have lost the game uh, at the end, and there was a fumble you know, at the, at the one-yard line. That's a one-score game, and the Ravens completely abandoned the run and psyched themselves out of their game plan in this game. I do think there's a little bit of a belief, not that it's fool's gold what the Chiefs have done. That would be way too harsh. But that each of their games in the AFC run that they've been on have small asterisks next to it where circumstances or self Things by the other team contributed to the Chiefs winning the game. So the Chiefs are playing better, but I do think that inside the numbers, uh, the results are a little bit more lopsided than what the performance has actually been.
2: Right now, we're talking to Danny Parkins of 6'70, the score in Chicago, getting his thoughts on Super Bowl 58. Danny, I see this as a game. Like, if you want me to look at it through the other lens and you want me to find a scenario in which San Francisco wins this game, we are talking about a team. That is 22 and 22-5 since the Christian McCaffrey trade. In my mind, they have been the second-best team in the NFL outside of Kansas City since that trade. I mean, this is Christian McCaffrey probably has to have at least 120 yards from scrimmage. Like, this needs to be a game in which he wins Super Bowl MVP. I think Brock Purdy could play fine in this game. I'd be surprised if he had two touchdowns, no interceptions, and really carved up this defense. I think this is a game that Kyle Shanahan is going to have to heavily rely on on Christian McCaffrey to win this game, and their defense is going to have to play significantly better than they did against Green Bay or Detroit.
3: Uh, I Well, listen, they, they can win a shootout. If, if the game turns into a shootout on a fast track in a dome, uh, that, is, that is certainly in play. I didn't know Mahomes' dome stats. That's awesome. I didn't know that Mahomes is 340 yards per game when you combine passing and rushing. And I think it's, what, 22 touchdowns against three interceptions, and he's never lost. He's 10-0 in a dome. That is, that is spectacular. I heard that on our buddy Nick Wright's show uh, this week. So I, I, did not, I did not know that. But it's, I agree with you. McCaffrey being unguardable, being a dual threat, being, I think, you know 150-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns, I, I think that that's the formula. Because then what happens? They show Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. You know, that, that's the, the defense for the Niners. All of a sudden, they're really rested. It's a 25-minute halftime. They're not as tired. Mahomes can't do those nine-minute drives when McCaffrey is doing nine-minute drives of his own. I think the game script, if the Niners, like, got the ball to start, drove down the field, 12-play drive, McCaffrey in control, something happens on the Chiefs' drive where they have to punt, and all of a sudden, like the Chiefs obviously can come from behind with Mahomes. I'm not saying they can't. But if there's nothing that makes Kyle Shanahan do what happened with Baltimore and, like, abandon the run and Purdy can get out of this game with 16 pass attempts, to me, that's the game script, the game flow situation where the Niners would like this game to be.
2: We talked about legacy to kind of kick off this conversation. I don't think there is a person or player in this game that needs it more for their legacy than Kyle Shanahan. It's almost like he was the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons when they blow the 28-3 to lead, even though he was the offensive coordinator. And in the last Super Bowl that he was in, they were up 20-10 to with less than eight minutes to go when they lost. Like He kind of has this track record of blowing big leads and coming up short in the biggest moment. I think he's the one whose legacy is most at stake on Sunday.
3: I think that's correct. He will not retire after the game. He will be fine. He will still be regarded as a top five coach. I do think some of the in-game stuff will intensify and stick to him more, especially if it's a blow and lead again, uh, as you referenced. You know that if he wins this game, he passes Mike Shanahan for most postseason wins? I thought that was pretty cool that he's the he, he's in that he's in that. Or wait, did he do it last week in the NFC Championship game? Now I'm forgetting my set. He either is tied with him at eight after the NFC title game, or he got to nine last week. But he's already top 25 in NFL history in terms of postseason wins. So he's an incredible coach, uh, but obviously not having a ring on his finger is is huge for him. Listen, man, I think it matters for all of them. I think it matters for Kelsey to make the case over Gronk. I think it matters for Reed to, you know, can he be the second-best coach all time behind Belichick? Or if Belichick never comes back and coaches and Andy Reed coaches for another decade, can he pass Bill Belichick? I mean, he's not going to pass him in rings most likely, but, you know, it's certainly possible. Every Super Bowl matters for legacies. You know, that's just that's just how it is because it's so damn hard to win one and some of the best players of all time either have one or zero. So it matters for Mahomes. You don't want it to end up being like a LeBron situation where we're counting Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl losses. It, it, it matters for all of these guys. But I agree with you. I'd rank Shanahan number one.
2: Danny, you know I have to ask you about your bets because I'm going to guess that you have 37 different scenarios and plays and parlays and props. Give me your three favorite. Try to help people out so they know to fade your action. Give me three of your locks for Sunday.
3: All right. Harrison Butker, no missed field goals, minus 240. You got to pay a premium, but he's a great kicker, and it's in a dome, and the Chiefs won't kick long field goals. They'll go for it. So, I like him to not miss a field goal in this game. Mahomes, over 26.5 rushing yards, feels like six stealing money frankly we know he runs more in the postseason and i think that you know the the niners are going to do everything they can to flush him from the pocket and he's deceptively athletic so i think you know he's celebrating He's like i got a six-pack under the dad bod which is just a spectacular answer and then i will say chiefs to win the game so chiefs on the money line i'll give you i'll give you those three bets
2: I'm actually going a little alternate line here, and I took the Chiefs at minus six and a half because just how NFL games work that, hey, you know, this is a 27-20 Chiefs win, and I got a chance to cash in at three-to-one odds, Chiefs minus six and a half.
3: Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I, prob- I I will do a bet like that. I might go even bigger, though. I might do, like, minus 13 and a half. And, oh, you and got really this go potentially through. being a blowout. I think, I think blowout, listen, man. If Purdy turns the ball over twice and Mahomes is on the, you know, consecutive games in the postseason streak without turning the ball over, you give the Chiefs offense two extra possessions uh, against how the Niners' defense has been, and then you put them in a situation where they do have to abandon McCaffrey a little bit, yeah, I I, I do think that blowout is on the table. Absolutely.
2: That is Danny Parkins of 670 The Score joining us on the show. I now can say definitively he is one of the best absolute best, top two sports talk host in the country. Danny Parkins, man, congratulations on all your success. It is, I don't know if I should feel a way that your career has really taken off the further and further you've gotten away
3: from me. I mean, I told you.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or